Hey everyone, and welcome back to Beauty Travel and Sophistication. I'm your host, God's Masterpiece 22, and I'm super excited for today's episode because I have a really good friend of mine here by the name of Tiani, and I'm gonna be doing a travel series. And I thought, well, what better way to tell you guys about places to travel than getting someone that's from the place. So Tiani is here with me. She is originally from Hawaii and she's gonna correct me and actually say it the correct way. And so she'll be just talking to us a little bit about things to do in Hawaii, different islands that she has visited and the one that she's from. And I thought it'd be great to have someone that's originally from this country because Everyone wants to go to Hawaii, duh. It's like the perfect vacation spot. So with no further ado, I have Tiani. <laughs> Aloha, everybody. Um, I was born and raised in the island of Maui and I have been to the big island of Hilo side and I've actually previously lived on the island of Oahu. Many of you have known it by as Honolulu or when you think of Oahu, you think Waikiki. Yes. And you know, it's crazy. When I first met Tiani, I was like, oh my gosh, you're from Hawaii. That's so cool. And I always hear people say that they want to go to Hawaii because of the beautiful beaches and the warm weather. So you got to give us a 401. What are some great places to visit when you go to Hawaii? So I say um, some of the great places to go to when you go to Hawaii is depending on what you want to experience for your vacation. If you want something more relaxing and you want to go more to the beach, I would suggest going to Maui, my home island, only because I'm, I guess in a way I'm a little bit biased with the beaches because I think Maui has better white sand beaches than Oahu. But on Oahu, they have many great beaches, mainly, um, mainly on the west side or the east side, as Kaneohe or Waianae. And when you go to Hawaii, I would suggest going to the Mo'o Lookout in um, Kaneohe or Polynesian Cultural Center, which is actually down the road from the Mo'o Lookout, or going to North Shore, eating at Matsumoto Shebais in Haleiba, um, going on a dolphin tour guide, and a great company would either be Dolphin Star or Dolphins and You. I've actually previously worked on a dolphin tour boat, so I personally know what it's like for all the adventures and how extravagant it can be being able to snorkel with dolphins and just being able to see a whole bunch of different sea creatures and island life. Wow. Well, I mean, guys, if you are not already excited on making a trip to Hawaii. I hope that you are just listening to what Tiani has to say. And I know you did say like the shaved ice is so much better than over here in the States. So, I mean, I definitely would love to go back and check that out. Um, but like besides those tourist attractions, is there anything else that you'd recommend like other islands to visit as well? Or? I would definitely like to recommend the island of Kauai. I always wanted to go to Kauai, but never got the chance to, um, because Kauai actually has the taro patch, taro patches in Kauai, which is known as Hanalei, and they have their famous Hanalei poi, which is one of my favorite dishes to eat. Poi mm -hmm. is a staple that um, all of Hawaiians eat. It's kind of like the same as us eating rice. Mm -hmm. We eat rice with almost every meal, and poi goes great with poke, which is raw fish. Yes, I remember you talking about it. And I think like one of our, yeah, someone from our job had brought it in and gave me some and yeah. <laughs> awesome. So, okay, 
when it comes to traveling to Hawaii, how expensive is it? It's very expensive. Um, I would say that the rent is probably close to um, how California is. Just wow. the only thing is um, living there and growing up there, the minimum wage is about $10 an hour. Hmm. And gas could get up to $5 a gallon. Um, before I even joined the Air Force, it was about $3.41 wow. per gallon. Wow. Um, it's a beautiful place, but very expensive. Uh, there's some places where it's worth the money, hmm. um, and some places where it's not, unfortunately. We do have a lot of great food there. Um, there's a okay. lot of places that you can go for hiking. Going to the beach is definitely the number one and main thing that people like to do in Hawaii, especially learning how to surf. Okay. So you could probably check out a, a surf school, like Surf H&L or hmm. other schools out there, especially in Waikiki. Waikiki, they do have a surf stand station where you can just rent a surfboard. Okay. Um, there is a lot of uh, winter sports going on in Hawaii. During the winter time, during this time of the year, we do have the Pipeline Masters competition going on in Haleiwa North Shore. So that's always a great thing to go to and experience. It is mm. free because it's open to the public. You don't have to pay you just bring your family, bring your cooler, bring your beach towels and set it up and just sit there on the sand and watch everyone surf. Wow, not bad. I like the word free, so that's awesome. Wow, so I know you know how to surf. Yes. So that's a plus. Now, what about the people that don't know how to swim? <laughs> like myself. <laughs> well, I used to be a lifeguard and I yeah. actually used to teach people how to swim. Nice. I would just suggest going to a pool and... Okay. Swimming in an area that you're comfortable with and even having someone teach you or okay. actually pay for lessons for someone to teach you how to swim. Okay. Because we do have a lot of people that do come to Hawaii and can't swim at all. Mm. I mean, there's a, many adults that I have met. I have pers family personally that don't know how to swim and mm. you shouldn't feel discouraged. Um, when you visited, when you visit Hawaii, you don't actually necessarily know how to swim just to go to the beach. Okay. You can just go and dip your feet in the water or lay on the sand. Got it. Um, one of my favorite things to do if I'm not surfing, I just go to the beach and I have a picnic okay. and eat lunch. Okay. Um, I'll have an Arizona green tea and a poke bowl and a spam musubi on the side. Got it. Okay. Awesome. So like favorite foods that you recommend people to try? Mm, favorite foods that I would recommend for people yeah. to try. Um, I do love Korean barbecue in Hawaii. So okay. Yum Yum's barbecue is a great place. Okay. Uh, L&L is another good place. I mean, they have L&L all over the States, but L&L in Hawaii is really good. Zippy's hmm. is a really good restaurant for people to go to okay. in Hawaii because you can only find it in Hawaii. And they have a lot of foods going from burgers, ramen, um, salads. Mm. They also are a bakery, so they have a lot of their own baked goods that they have there from cakes, donuts, cookies, parfaits. Mm. They even have okay. um, ice cream there, milkshakes. So Zippy's is pretty much like a diner that was that's a signature restaurant in Hawaii. Okay, awesome. But uh, we do have a great influence of Asian food in Hawaii. And I would just recommend that if people really want to get the full experience with eating Hawaiian food, mm -hmm. I would suggest going to a luau. 
Okay. A luau. Okay. Mm -hmm. And that's where they do like the hula, hula yes. dance? Oh, So okay. PCC, or uh, known as Polynesian Cultural Center on the east side, is a place where they have all the Polynesian cultures mm. in one place. So you can have, you can see all these other Polynesians doing their dance, teaching their traditions. Then you get to also try their food. Okay. It's a, it's a full day of being able to see what Polynesia is all about. Okay. Awesome. So you guys that are listening, definitely do that. See the show because it's awesome. And Tiani also does hula, which is so cool. Wish I knew how to do it, but it looks, it looks, it looks like a really nice skill to learn and do. But I have another question too, because what is like the significance of like the lay? What does that mean when they put it on you? So the significance of the lay. Yes. So we have a saying in Hawaii, every day is lay day. And giving a lei to people is like giving a part of ourselves to you. So welcoming you to Hawaii, mm -hmm. our home. And it's a sign of respect to other people. And hoping that when we give you our respect, we get it in return. Wow. Wow. That is beautifully said. Awesome. Awesome. So before we end, I want to know... Um, Besides, I know, like, the great things to do, is there any other reason why you feel that people should check out Hawaii? Uh, I feel like that people should come and visit Hawaii because I want them to know that we are here. We do exist. We're not just all grass shacks and hula skirts and, or mm -hmm. we paddle to get to work <laughs> or we surf to get to work. I want people to understand that um, we are modernized. Um, it, even though it's very expensive, it's very beautiful. Hawaii will always be my home. It's It always has my heart. No matter wherever I am in life, it will always be home to me. And I want people to be able to educate themselves and see what aloha is like firsthand. And I really hope that when they go there, they can take away a different viewpoint or a different perspective and use that in their everyday life when they go back home. Wow. Wow, well, there you guys have it. If you wanna know more about Hawaii, I hope that you guys learned a little bit more and I hope that you all are planning your trip for next year to go to Hawaii. Thanks so much, Tiani. So it was a pleasure hanging out with Tiani and just learning more about Hawaii. And I don't know why in the beginning I said visit this country. <laughs> I meant to say visit the island, but I visited Hawaii a long time ago, back in the day, 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 and I had an amazing time, but I was really young, so I would love to go back, and I know with all the wonderful things that Tiani has said, I hope that you all are jotting down places to go from what she said, because I know that you all are going to have an amazing experience, an amazing time when you all do go to Hawaii next year of 2020 for those of you all that are planning to go. So I am planning on doing this travel series because my podcast is called Beauty Travel and Sophistication and I want to bring up more travel episodes for those of you all that are planning on taking trips next year. You know, you all probably have some in the works already of where you're going to be going. So I just wanted to bring some to you guys so that you all will have other places that you all probably didn't think about, but are like, you know what? I'm going to jot that country down that God's Masterpiece 22 talked about and put it on the list for 2020. So again, thank you so much, Tiani, for coming on. I truly appreciate it. 
And um, with that said, I do want to continue on with a little bit more things regarding travel that I wanted to uh, bring to everyone's attention. And this is one that affected me. So when it comes to traveling and you're doing a road trip, right? Especially if you're a female, you're traveling solo because you probably have family that's like two, three hours away or maybe four hours away. Um, One thing you probably shouldn't do is stop at a rest area. Um, Instead, stop at a local food chain restaurant like McDonald's or Wendy's. And um, I think, you know, I used to just stop when I needed to use the bathroom. Like, heck, I need to use the bathroom. But um, one family member said, no, you know, you definitely want to stop at like a food chain restaurant instead, especially if you're going solo. Because, you know, those rest areas, sometimes they're hidden and sometimes they are right on the main highway, which is what I love that you, you weren't really getting too far off of the highway. You could literally see the highway from the rest area. And you know me, I was like, well, the less of the drive, the better. But I remember I went to the rest area this last time I was traveling and there was this lady like right behind me, but I didn't see like too much of what she looked like. And all the stalls were basically open besides the first one. So I went into the third stall and then she went into the fourth stall, but yet stall number five, six, seven, and eight were all empty. I'll never understand why us women do that. Like, why do we go to the stall right next to the next person? And I remember she took a good minute in the stall, but I did too. But, you know, I was there for a minute, you know, and then she got out and she was washing her hands because at this point, stall number one was empty. And she was like at the um, rest, at washing her hands for a very long time. And I was like, that's creepy, right? And I wasn't, it was just me. And um, it did make me feel a little uncomfortable. And I was like, dang, who was that lady that was in this? Who was, who was that lady? Because now I'm feeling a little uncomfortable. And you know, you have people in and out that's driving. So I don't know who the person was. But I think another good thing too is that sometimes rest areas can become empty, which I won't ever stop at one of those when it's empty. But I think it's just knowing your surroundings. And at that point, I trusted my gut that I would be fine. And I was, but at that moment, I didn't feel safe. Right. So uh, I think stopping at like food chain restaurants like Wendy's, McDonald's, Dairy Queens, places that are well lit where traffic is in and out, but it's very populated is your safest bet. Now, if you're with your man, you know, you're 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 with someone else, you know, best friend or someone else. It's just not you by yourself. Then, yeah, I would say stop at a rest area and maybe both of you guys get out at the same time. Right. Because your chances of people seeing you in this vulnerable state where, oh, you're at a rest area is, is probably a little stronger. Cause who knows? Maybe what if you didn't come out the stall, right? You know, you only have certain people going in and out traveling, but when you're at a food chain restaurant, people are in there eating, sitting down, dining in, you know, they probably have seen like, oh, someone hasn't came out the stall for a while. You know what I mean? And can alert someone, but at a rest area, sometimes there is no um, personnel working there to welcome you in, you know, or answer any questions that you may have. Now, the ones when you get into a particular state usually I would say has uh, a personnel at the welcome center because you just hit a state and they'll say welcome to I don't know some state and then there's like a rest area right there I think usually those will have it's more populated and and things like that and you'll be able to probably find a personnel that works in there to answer any questions and whatnot so yes but that's one of my also one one of the things I wanted to mention. Another thing I wanted to mention as well. This is for when you're overseas. I don't think I ever mentioned this, but I looked it up and I was like, oh, "This is so true." So when you're traveling overseas, 
Some places actually actually require a passport to be shown in order to make your purchase. And this happened a few times I know at the airport where I was purchasing, last time I wanted to say I purchased a, it was a little, like a little uh, cash, cash bag, I guess you can call it, or a little bag that you could put coins in, like a coin purse. And I remember in order to purchase it, they needed to see my passport. Now, from the beginning, when I lived in Europe or when I was moving to Europe, that was not one of the questions in my mind, right? I didn't say, oh my goodness, I'm going to Europe. Now, when I go purchase items, do I need to show my passport? That's not a, a question that's just going to pop up in your head, right? So for those of you all that will be traveling overseas or abroad, just keep that in mind that some places may ask for your passport. So you do want to keep it on hand. Now, if you're one of those that's like, listen, I don't want to carry my passport, you know, and, and fear that I may get robbed or mugged or whatnot, then also have copies of, of your passport. And they may accept that when you go to cash out. So that's something that I learned along the way. Also, another thing is use your phone when navigating places. So if you're trying to get to point A to point B, yes, have your phone out with, you know, the GPS on it, but there's a difference between wandering and looking lost. And you want to quote unquote wander versus quote unquote looking lost because then you stand out and you become more of a target. Now, never forget, I was in, where was I? Uh, we were in Denmark, Copenhagen, Denmark, me and a friend of mine, and we were lost at a point. We were trying to find this restaurant to go eat and we looked like total tourists. We sure did. And we made it known. And I, you know, I want some of these things I'm telling you all, uh, to be more of a, how should I say it? as a, a tip, a note for you, um, because I didn't always follow the things I'm giving to you guys. So I wanna make sure that this doesn't happen to you. But we look totally lost and uh, people could see it, but by God's grace and mercy, nothing happened to us and we were able to make it to our destination in one piece and back in one piece. But there were times I was like, yeah, we look really lost because we were lost and there was no way how we could quote unquote wander when we were really quote unquote lost. So sometimes it is easy to scope out the place that you're trying to get to the day before and scope it out in the daytime. That way, when the time is near for you all to go to the specific place that you want to go eat or a visit, you're not lost. But at the same time, it's easier said than done, right? Because sometimes you're like, hey, what are you in the mood to eat? And then you're like, oh, let's go to this place. And you want to go there at that very moment. So it's just one of those things, try to not make it look so obvious. Also, another tip is to have family members know when you're going out of town, you know, by giving them like the location of the hotel you're going to be staying at, the hotel's phone number and um, things of that nature. Because if in the event something were to happen or you're not back at a certain time and they start to worry, they can call the hotel, ask, hey, you know, I'm looking for this and this person. Has this person arrived back? Can you check on their door? And it's great for someone else to just know where you're at at all times, just to have. That way someone knows where you're at. So I think that's always a good thing to make sure that someone at least knows where you're going, knows your location so that they can um, get in contact with you. Another thing I will definitely say that I've always done from the beginning is when it comes to taking pictures and videos, you sometimes want to reserve that until you get back home. 
because you never know who's looking at your page. And yes, they may say, yes, your page is private. No one can get into it or hack into your page. But there are people out there that are professionals at that. And they can easily get into your page and you'll be like, how in the world my page is on private? But they know how to do it. And for those of you guys that have like Instagram page pages and you, you know, you're public on there or you're a public figure and everything is just out for the public to see, you may want to post things after you've arrived back from your trip, just because not everyone is good people out here in this world, right? And you don't always want to post a location of where you're at because you don't know who's looking at you, you know, um, random strangers that follow you on social media that is just basically stalking you from place to place to place. And so you just want to be very careful when it comes to that. I know for me, when I used to go on trips, I would literally post pictures probably five days later, maybe two weeks later. And I'll say a post that says something like this, taking it back to two weekends ago or taking it back to the weekend, you know, where I visited this country. And then I'll post pictures. I'm not there no more. I'm gone. And for some people, you know, it was, it wasn't, it was like, man, you're gone. I wanted you to get me something, but you know, it's one of those things that I've always learned to not post immediately, but post days eight later than right then at that moment. And it's worked for me. So I'm going to continue to do that, but just keep that in mind. Also, 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 when it comes to modes of transportation, right? You know, make sure that if you're taking an Uber, you're taking a taxi, um, that you try to do it with someone else in the car with you, you know, and I know they have, I'm still learning Uber, but I think it's like the coolest thing, but I don't really use Uber. I've never used it by myself. I don't think I ever will. Um, but I used Uber when I was in Chicago with a friend of mine and I talked about this on my last episode. So make sure that you listen into my last episode that I did and we did a lot of Uber um, but they also have, I think it's like group or community. It's something where you can ride with other people. So you can choose to opt into that where it's not just you in the car getting to a, a, a location, but you can choose for that Uber ride, Uber driver, excuse me, to not only pick you up, but pick other people up along the way. So you're not alone. And uh, I know we had that happen once where we did the group uh, because I think it was either cheaper at that point for this selection or um, the type of vehicle we were choosing. Because you can choose like what type of vehicle you want, which is kind of cool. Like, um, I like that part about it too. And I was like, listen, we don't need anything fancy, just a regular, you know, sedan that can take us back and forth to where we need to go, you know, to our location. And there was one that we, no, my friend, I think my friend had chosen it. And uh, we literally like got picked up first and then he stopped and got other people. And I was like, oh, this is different. But um, we got a chance to know other ladies that were traveling to another location in Chicago. So that was kind of cool. And I will say every Uber driver that we spoke to besides one was very friendly. One, he was just doing his job. But at the same time, you know, always be alert of your surroundings because you can't just fully trust that this Uber driver is a good person. Yes, they do background checks and things like that. But what if that one day, things ain't going right at home. And they just turn into somebody that you're like, what the heck, right? And you never know. People be switching up and snapped and whatnot. So just always be um, just alert of your surroundings and um, knowing who the driver is, getting a good look at them and things like that. 
And also with taxis, the same thing. You know, taxis are going to be a lot more, but still, just when it comes to traveling, uh, just work that out with whoever you're going with. And if you're going solo, you know, I've never done a solo trip of myself, so I don't want to give y'all... Uh, for me, honestly, I would say I wouldn't do it. But I mean, if you're going on a trip solo, like what, what else are you going to do? Walk everywhere and take you like two, three hours to get to the place. But my opinion is, I know if you got to go somewhere, you're like, hey, I don't have anyone else to travel with me. Just just be very cognitive and alert of your surroundings and um, things like that and choose what you feel will be best for you. Uber, taxi or getting a rental. I'm all for rental cars. Um, just because you can leave when you want to leave and that car is yours for the duration of the time that you're going to be being in that area and you are paying a set price right for that uh, car uh, yes you'll probably have to fold up with gas but that's yours for the time that you're there um, the only thing is is when it comes to parking depending on where you're headed if you're going to be doing a lot of things downtown parking is going to be expensive you know, maybe you want to park on the side of the road and you got to download an app so that you can pay for you to park in a specific area versus if you had an Uber driver or a taxi, they just drop you off and then you don't have to worry about parking. So there are pros and cons to depending on what type of transportation that you're looking for. Another thing as another tip is lie if you need to. So on a lot of trips that we took, I have one good friend, great friend. But she wasn't the greatest at lying and she was very honest and it wasn't always good. And I'll tell you this, um, we met people along the way and she was really friendly and I'm fair, I'm friendly too, but sometimes I know my place and time to be friendly and approachable in other places where I'm like, no, I don't feel it. So there were plenty of times we'd run into people and they would hear the American accent. They're like, where are you guys from? What are you guys doing over here? And unfortunately, she was very honest and she would tell them. And I'm like, everyone doesn't need to know what we do. And so um, for me, I would lie. I'm not going to lie. I would lie. And um, I remember how I went on a trip. They had this trip and I was going with other people um, that uh, was in the same vicinity of me for, for my base. And it was a trip I wanted to take. And I took it and I wouldn't necessarily say it was solo trip because we all got into um, the bus all at the same time. We got into a charter bus at the same time and we all went to go see the same show. It was one of those Circus de Soleil shows and I'd always wanted to see one and I had no one to go with. And I'm like, well, I'm going. So on the bus, everyone was either like in pairs or they had family with them. And there was a very few people that were solo. So I sat next to someone that was solo, but um, that person wasn't friendly. So I was like, whatever. So anyways, we got dropped off about two hours before the event started. So I was like, well, I'm going to go get something to eat. And I had, you know, been down in London a few times, but this area I was at, it was very lit, very populated and whatnot. So I went into this one restaurant. It was a close restaurant that was nearby to, um, the performance center and I went in and I think there was another person in there so I ordered the salad but I remember you know just the workers seeing that I was alone and um I didn't feel as comfortable as I would have because they were just staring at me the whole time and they're like oh so you know I heard an American accent like oh what are you doing here in England and I was like oh I'm a school teacher and they're like oh really and I was like yeah they're like what grade and I was like third grade they're like awesome how long have you been teaching and I was like oh, about six years oh wow that's great total lie but I'm not going to tell them my profession because that's none of their business 
And so sometimes you're looking for information and you don't always have to be honest with what you do because it's not their business. So sometimes lie if you need to, because not everyone needs to know what you're doing in this country. So who cares? Like I could be traveling and I've said that sometimes I switch it up like, oh, I'm traveling. Oh, how long are you here for? Oh, about five days. Oh, okay, cool. But here's the thing. When you lie, you need to keep up with a lie. If you can't say a lot with that lie, then don't say that lie at all, right? That's my whole thing. So, you know, where are you staying or where have you been? And so that one always worked. And usually they didn't question me more than, oh, okay, what grade do you teach? Oh, okay, cool. It would stop. But sometimes you just can't say the truth because you need to protect yourself and um, things like that. So that is another thing I will give y'all as a good tip to not always tell the truth when it comes to traveling especially when, when it's random people just asking you so another thing is i would say have an itinerary and i know i taught this talked about this on the previous episode but it's so important to have an itinerary so you know exactly what you're doing whether you're going to be doing a food tour a helicopter tour a zip lining or horseback riding just always plan in advance and know exactly what you guys are planning on doing on that specific day. That way you're not taking a lot of time trying to figure out what you're going to be doing. And then you've done wasted about 30 to 45 minutes of your day trying to find something that you're going to be doing when you could have planned your itinerary before you even left for your trip. Also, another thing that I have experienced is when you come to, when it comes to speaking in public. So you don't need to be all loud for the whole world to hear your mouth. Right, because believe it or not, there are a lot of nosy people out in the world, and you want to make sure that you are not making yourself stand out. Again, the thing is, not stand out. Remember on my last episode, I think I talked about how I was in Paris, and I was like, "Oh, I'm being flashy," and um, I felt like a sore thumb because I was definitely a tourist. I was taking every picture known to mankind in every place, and I was like, "Oh my gosh." Um, I was just living for it, and I loved every minute of it. And like Paris is like that city that I was like, "This." has to be like epic but when it comes to speaking out in public um it's very important that you know you are not the loudest person in the room okay yes people are gonna know that you're american by your accent but dang does everyone need to know no and i say this because sometimes people are around listening to what you're going to be planning on doing next and i remember this happened in milan we were in a bus from we just got dropped off um we were uh we just came out of the airplane and we came, we were on the flight line and they had a bus that came to get us. And then we were en route to, you know, the airport. And my friend and I um, was in, were in the bus and she was like, oh, so what's the plan? What are you going to do? Oh, right. We're going to go here first, right? Go to the hotel first and then go into town. I am looking at her like, does everyone need to know our plans? You know, you don't know who's around that's listening to you you know, and seeing who you're with. And it's like, hmm, let me stand back, see where they head off to for the hotel. You just cannot always think, like I said, that everyone is good people, right? You have to be cognizant of your surroundings and know exactly what you're dealing with. And I remember there was this one gentleman that was just looking the whole entire time at us and it made me uncomfortable. And I had to tell her afterwards, like, you cannot do that. Like, you know, you cannot be talking so loud thinking that everyone around here means good he was staring for a while and it made me really uncomfortable because i noticed it and i'll never forget there was this time where we were in milan italy yes and i think i talked about this on an episode way back in the day 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 and i remember 
we were downtown no we were in the city of milan and it was time for us to leave we were like okay we've had a long day we're gonna go home and i think i wanted to leave earlier but we stayed a little longer to do something else i remember a nighttime caught us and we went back to the location where we had got picked up at with the bus that time the night that bus wasn't going to be stopping at that stop anymore we were lost we were completely lost I started to panic because we had been walking around for over an hour and we still could not find the bus stop that was going to take the correct bus stop that would take us back to our hotel. I was praying so much like, God, I need you now more than ever because I'm beginning to worry. And I don't know Milan like that. And I don't know what comes out at nighttime. And, you know, it was getting late. It was about nine o'clock now. I'm extremely tired. My feet are killing me. I feel like I can't go no more. Literally, my feet are telling me, please stop. You're hurting me. Like, I am tired. And um, I was frustrated. And we're just walking around. And it's lit, but it's not that lit. And I remember we stopped at a restaurant, and I asked a female waiter. And we had stopped somewhere else. My friend um, asked someone else. And I was like, listen, we can't be asking this and this person because this is a gentleman here and i remember there was this one time she stopped i think i took my eyes off her for one quick second and it was a group of guys and i'm like you can't ask them because they're going to lead us down the alleyway and so we 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 asked i asked the lady next and she didn't really know any information i'm like does anyone know where to go and i started really just like i don't know what we're going to do and I remember we made it back out and we saw other people at like other bus stop areas and we asked i think another lady and she was like oh yeah this bus will take you to where you need to go but um i was panicking like crazy because we had been walking around for so long and we weren't getting anywhere and my gps was acting up so one of the things i will mention is sometimes you cannot always trust your gps because sometimes gps is going to fail you right and so you want to make sure that you have other ways around that GPS, which means leaving early in the daytime so that you can ask other people that work nearby to help you. So for instance, they have a big bus tour that is usually popular in a lot of countries and cities here in the US. So um, those are great people to ask, especially if they work for, you know, that they're the drivers for the bus, they have on, you know, the blouse with, you know, the big bus tour logo on it or whatnot. Asking them would be helpful because they tour around that area. So they'd be able to help you a lot with your location of where you need to go because they show you around the city. So just keep that in mind when you're doing things. If you're doing things at night, make sure you know how to get back. Make sure that um, you know you won't be in the situation that me and my friend were in because it was pretty bad. And I was like, I don't think I want to come back at this time of the night or leave this time of the night because look what happened. And it took us a long time. And I remember we had went to a train station because we we're going to get train tickets because at this point we were tired of walking. And my friend was in front of me, but um, it, it looked a little like we were lost. And I remember there's this one homeless guy in there and he was looking at my friend like, oh, you know, like he, the eyes and the way how he was looking, it was like, he was up to no good. And I remember I looked at him as if to say, listen, I see you and what you're not going to do, what you're not going to do is whatever you have planned going on, it ain't going to work, you know? But the thing is my friend didn't even realize it. And I was like, yes, you have to pay attention to your surroundings. And I think at that moment, she started to really realize like, you know what, you're so right. I really have been slacking and she started to pick up and, you know, she's better at it now. But I mean, that trip 
was one for the books that I will not forget. I mean, all my trips was one for the books. Let me tell you that good, bad and everything in, in, in between. But you learn a lot as you're traveling. And sometimes you don't know certain tips until after, you know, because you're figuring it out along the way. And I just want to help you guys out there that's traveling, going places. I know I had a church member that asked me for information about Italy and or no about some places to visit in Europe and I think that's great ask people that have been to those countries hey give me some information because I want to travel there and I gave her about three four pages you know of do's and don'ts things to look out for and whatnot and she said it helped her a lot I was like please because there are certain things I didn't know but I found out along the way and I just want to help others as well also another thing is have a budget which you should already have right but make sure that you have a budget for your flight. Uh, make sure you have a budget for your food. Um, because listen, I like to eat and I like good food. And sometimes you may go one place and you ate good and you're like, oh, but I want to get a dessert. And you take a dessert. And then, you know, you see another spot. And you're like, oh my gosh, I want that dessert too. And you're racking up on food. And sometimes you are purchasing items that you didn't need, but because you saw it, you're like, I need this. And so you get it. So make sure that you budget for food as well, um, because you don't want to overspend when you don't need to. Also a budget on your accommodations and transportation. And again, if you're going in a group, make sure that you've talked about how is it going to work? Are y'all splitting it down the middle? Or is one person paying for, you know, transportation on, you know, uh, this for this specific event. So let's say you guys are going to go on a hot air balloon ride. Are you paying for um, the Uber to get to the hot air balloon ride? Then someone else is paying for it back to a restaurant that you guys are going to eat at. So make sure that's all worked out. I talked about this in my last episode as well and um, things like that. So you want to make sure that that is set before you go. And my last thing that I want to talk about is having the right charger for your phone. So this is super, 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 super important because when you go overseas or you go abroad, right? Um, a lot of the place, a lot of European um, countries, they don't have the same outlets. So over here in the U.S., right, we all have the same outlets. So no matter um, what type of phone you have, your charger will work in the outlets that the U.S. of A. has, right? So you know, when I was in England, I thought everyone's charging, everyone's outlet was the same when I went to another European country. I was wrong. I was so wrong, and I found out the hard way. So story time, because no episode can be correct. Or complete without a story time. Okay, so I went to Wales, right? I was like, oh my gosh, they had this trip for us and it was free. And like I said earlier in this episode, I like free, right? Free is awesome. I don't have to pay for anything but my food. I'm down. And I talked about Wales in one of my episodes way from the beginning, beginning, beginning of when I started this podcast. And a lot of people will, will, will downplay whales. Like, man, there's nothing to do in whales. But if you're adventurous, you like the outdoors, whales is a place, right? So we were in Wales. I remember we were at the hotel. And I was like, oh my gosh, it's time for bed. Um, so I went on the trip and there was a friend of mine that I knew. And I was like, oh my gosh, you're going on a trip. That's awesome. I am too. Cool. And I met her while I was, while we, while I was there. And so um, I go and I'm like about to charge my phone. And I'm like, wait a minute, this outlet is not the same as England. It's not. It's different. It's completely different. And I was like, oh my gosh, my phone's about to die. What am I going to do? So she ended up having a charger 
for whales. So she's like, hey, you can use it in the morning when you know her phone's charged for the night. So of course I use it in the morning, but in the morning we gotta go. So I didn't get a chance to charge it for long. So I said, oh. Okay. And I started to realize that in European countries, every outlet is different from country to country. So France's outlet, France outlet, or the outlet in France is different than the outlet in Germany. The outlet in Germany is different from the outlet in Wales. The outlet in Wales is different from the outlet in Spain and so on and so on. So what you need to do is get you an international universal charger. This is something that I recommend everyone gets um, because it will save your life. Unless you want a dead phone, so you choose, right? And they're like 20, less than 20 bucks and you can get it off of Amazon. No, this is not sponsored whatsoever. Um, but, um, and they have everything that you need for, 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 they have pretty much, it's, it's perfect. It's a universal charger. So no matter what country you go to, you will be able to use it to charge your phone. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, it's one of the best things I could have ever purchased along my trips. And when I went to different countries, I had no issues because you know what? I had the International Universal Charger and it came in clutch. It was perfect and I'm glad I got it because I didn't, if I didn't have it, then I would just have to purchase um, the charger at the airport so that I would be able to, you know, charge my phone into the outlet. So um, yeah, you could do it that way too. You could go to the store at the airport and just get one of their chargers, you know, um, that will work for your phone, right? And then that charger will be able to plug into the outlet. But if you have the International Universal Charger, you don't have to worry about that because there's an actual cord that will hook up from your International Universal Charger and to your phone, and then you just plug it in and it's perfect. So look that up. Again, they have it on Amazon. Um, they have it in, I'm sure, they should have it in any phone store as well. Like T-Mobile should have it, Sprint should have it. Um, AT&T should have it. I mean, they all should have it as well, but Amazon is where I have purchased mine from and it's been amazing. So that's a great travel tip that I want y'all all to make sure that you have. If you haven't listened to anything from this podcast that st stuck out to you, please make sure that you do purchase that. Anyways, as always, I hope that you guys enjoyed this episode once again. I know I'm a day late, but guess what? I still wanted to come out with this episode uh, before next Sunday where I start a new um, episode. Uh, but again, I'm a day late, but I'm here and you know, the episode's out for you guys. I hope that you all enjoy it. Again, if you're interested in Hawaii and you do want to know more information, you know, send me a voice message and, uh, let me know. And if you guys like this, um, episode, you know, definitely rate it, you know, um, again, wherever you're listening to this, uh, podcast, I hope that something I said on this, uh, definitely um, has brought some positivity to your life for today. I hope that y'all are having a fabulous week and I hope that you all have a happy new year's. We're about to be in 2020, literally really soon. I can't believe it. I hope that you all had a Merry Christmas and spent it with your family and friends and had a great time. And um, again, I hope you all have a happy new year and I'll be back for next Sunday. Y'all be blessed.